Welcome to Season 5 of A Love Worth Dying For Podcast. This season, we discuss wisdom and how we can use it to defend our marriages from the foolishness of the world and our flesh, as well as being a benefit and blessing to the success of our families to the glory of God. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms for additional content, and please share our podcast to those who would gain from information. We are Joseph and Janelle Banks. Let the conversation continue. How's it going? Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For. This is Joseph. And Janelle Banks. Hope you've been having a great week. We are continuing to talk on marriage, specifically with wisdom in our marriages. And in this episode, we're going to continue what we talked about last, well, not last week, actually, because we had a little hiatus from last week. But the last time we spoke, we talked about discernment in our marriages. And just to kind of reiterate, you know, discernment is the ability to judge well or to decide between truth and error. So when it comes to having wisdom in our marriage, um, specifically we want to be able to discern different things that's going on in our marriages so that our marriages can be um, beneficial, so that they can be um, God glorifying, and hopefully that our marriages can be a reflection of Christ and his bride so that our children can see and understand and also so others can see and be able to get a glimpse of um, what um, God looks like and what this union between man and God looks like um, comparing it with the union between man and woman so we definitely um, are thankful that we can discuss this and talk about it because it's something which all marriages need to think highly on and need to think about and discuss and communicate and sometimes it's very difficult with our times sometimes we have very limited times sometimes we have very limited understanding of certain things but as a marriage we must understand that both um, husband and wife are equipped in their specific ways in order to benefit the marriage to be able to bring input into the marriage and hopefully to bring their wisdom together and being unified as one, they can have a combined total of wisdom that can hopefully and prayerfully be um, honoring to God and also that can make decisions for the family that's in the best interest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to start off with a verse, and this is from Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. I'm going to have Janelle read that, but I guess it's a verse that kind of start us off with this discussion about using discernment. Okay. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So that basically just explains what we're talking about, about how all this that we're doing, you know, this love that we have. And of course, he was talking to the church of Philippi. But, you know, we are to have that same love for one another in our marriage that it can, can abound and 
it can it can uh, grow in knowledge and discernment you know and these are the things which help our marriages and help our communities ultimately when we're growing and we're loving one another and we're being patient and kind and all other fruit of spirit that we're exemplifying in our marriage so that we can be able to do more for one another, for our family, um, for the local church, and then the community at large. Um, So last time we spoke, there were a few things we talked about when dealing with discernment and some of the areas in our marriage where we need to use it. We talked about um, worship, where we worship, or our theological backgrounds. Mm, That's really, really important. And I know in, in the time that we're living in, there's a lot of churches that um, ha- have not opened back or have closed or are not functioning at um, the capacity to really sustain itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are truly grateful for our church that our church never closed during the pandemic. Right. Um, but I think one of the things that keeps being um, heard by a lot of saints is that, you know, God used that time um, during COVID. He really used it for the saints, for, for some of us who, who needed that time of rest. Um, but I think also for us to really see, like, where, where are we at in our trust and dependence in the Lord and following his word. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for a church that, uh, relied on God. Although I think for the word world would have seen it as maybe foolishness, but it's kind of hard to see it as foolishness to be like, okay, I want to remain preaching the word. Like, you know, to a believer, that's like, yes, that's what we need in, in all circumstances, in all situations. We need the word of God. It is his word that truly sustains us. He created us so he knows that um, we cannot live by bread alone. You know, the word tells us. And I'm just grateful for your leadership and wisdom and the Lord leading and guiding you and you being obedient to that. Um, like we talked recently about in leading us to this church. Yeah, you know, we definitely thank the Lord in, in the, that aspect. And not only are we to, you know, be discerning in where we worship, but also how we handle disagreements, um, our needs being met, and the schooling of our children. And these were things that we talked about previously in our podcast but this week we want to you know go a few more and these aren't just the only things and i think the more communication you have with your spouse you'll see there's other areas that we need to have wisdom there's more areas that we need to truly be discerning and really look at how our marriages can be better so you know it's, it's something which you really have to take the time and that's something which I know even us and Janelle and I, we're gonna we need to be spending more time um, 
reading the word and really getting to know one another because we want to be able to, you know, say the right things, not only to you, our audience, but to our children who are watching us every day mm-hmm. and who sees examples that we are setting. And this is something that um, you're going to have to do also, especially if you have children. You know, what examples that you're setting as a godly husband, as a godly wife? Mm-hmm. And what are examples are you setting for, okay, using, utilizing wisdom and being wise in your marriages and being able to make the right decisions and also being able to ask for forgiveness if you make the wrong decisions. And these are some things which we have to um, think about when it comes to how our families are set up and how we're strategizing and how we're um, deliberating on the things that we need to do to make our marriages better and fuller and, and successful. So some of the areas we're going to talk about is spiritual growth, finances, mental health, and sin. And like I said, it's not an exhaustive list. So much, much more you can talk about. But, you know, we're going to talk about these in particular. And first, spiritual growth. And this kind of goes off of the what Janelle was talking about with, you know, where we worship and being thankful where we worship. But this goes into us... Um, not only individually, but as a couple, how are we growing spiritually? And this is something we need to be discerning in because it helps because our spouse sees our blind spots. Um, wife sees um, her husbands, her husband sees the wife, you know, things that they need to grow in when it comes to spiritual um, needs, um, the fruit of the spirit. I think our church is going to be talking about the fruit of the spirit. Oh, no, no spiritual, spiritual gifts. Yeah. Spiritual gifts. And, you know, what are your spiritual gifts? And this is something which will help us in our in our grow, growing as Christians. So that's very important. But speaking of the fruit of the Spirit, that's what we have as Christians. And are we growing in those? You know, are we growing in love, faith, patience, our kindness, you know, gentleness, self-control? Are those things we're growing in? And of course, the person who you live with day to day sees that. And sometimes we can when they are acknowledging or recognizing things where we need to grow in, you know, I know for myself, sometimes you you feel irked, you get an irking, you know, feel irked a little bit. But it's, you have to realize that your spouse is there for you and for the family and for your growth. And that's something which a lot of people, um, they take offense when a person is, seeing areas where they need to grow as if they didn't see it themselves and you probably didn't see it yourself and because of that sometimes you feel just some type of um antagonistic because this person's seeing something in you that need to be developed more and you didn't recognize it or you just ignored it and didn't um move forward in that but we have to see that our spouse is there for us and in Philippians 1 verses 6, I'm having Janelle read that, you know, that's something which, you know, we need to, it will help us also with our spiritual growth. Okay. So Philippians 1 verse 6, for I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. So we know that the Lord is continuing to sanctify us. So that's one way in which we're growing spiritually that's the main way that we're not stagnant in our faith that we're growing that we're going to be that we're being perfected that we are 
being um, modeled into the and molded into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our spouse are there to help us with that. You know, we go to church, do Bible study, we do these other um, um, tasks to help ourselves grow spiritually. But our spouse is there also. Like I said, they help their uh, spiritual growth to talk to, to, you know, ask questions to be accountable to definitely be accountable to and to, the bible says I, iron sharpens iron right right if if we could only see each other in that way i think sometimes we almost separate um the idea of okay this is my spouse with this is my brother this is the one that i'm one with like we are joined together as one um and just just as we are concerned and care about our own self, we should even more so have that care and concern um, for our spouse as well. So I think sometimes our mindset um, needs to just be turned to the spiritual of what this relationship really is um, and what it really means and and the efforts that we should put towards it, um, I think will be beneficial as we said before to the marriage and mm-hmm. also beneficial to those looking um it kind of remind me yesterday one of our children kind of came and said you know is is the is a marriage supposed to uh i can't remember the exact words the child used but um but represent maybe the child had said that it's supposed to represent um, the relationship between Christ and um, the church and I was like oh where do you hear that and you know they eventually said I heard you say that and I was like oh okay <laughs> so we kind of went into more of a, a discussion of it but it, it made me see like wow sometimes the things we say whether I was I, I don't know whether I was talking to them when I said it or if it was just something um, that was heard when I was speaking um, in another situation, but just knowing that our kids are hearing, they're watching, right. um, they're learning, and you know, praise God for the questions and the conversations that we could have um, based around those things because they need to be able to understand um these things and not wait like they shouldn't have to wait till they're married and know like oh this is what my marriage is supposed to represent and if they know that this is what their marriage is supposed to represent prayerfully in their acceptance of proposals or for them selecting their wives for the boys they will have that mindset of okay do i see myself with this person glorifying God, reflecting the relationship um, within the church and God, which at times does not look perfect because we know when we are sinful, when we are not obeying God, that our relationship is is not good with him. Right. Um, and the same thing for when you're in a marriage, when you're in personal sin, whether it's against your spouse or if it's you know just a sin that you're committing um it it breaks up the unity within the marriage as well and understanding that and knowing what to look for and what to do and who to turn to 
um, is vital. Most definitely, most definitely. So that's something that we need to be discerning over in our marriage is the spiritual growth of our spouse. Number two is one of the biggest things and is something which when you hear about marriages breaking up over and it's it's something which you know we need to be diligent in our discerning and it's on finances. And in Hebrews 13 5 it says make sure that your character is free from the love of money being content with what you have for he, he himself has said I will never desert you nor will I ever forsake you. And you know we want to of course we have money to use and we have money to spend and we have money to to save we never of course want to be lovers of money we want to be content with what we have but we also want to be wise in how we utilize money and this is sometimes um an area where in marriages one person is stronger than the other or one person is more discerning when it comes to expenditures in the marriage and it's something which I have, it took me a while to come to grips with um, when it comes to budgeting and spending, especially when you're looking at the amount of money that you're bringing in. And sometimes you you feel like you're, you're in control of it, but you're not utilizing it properly. And But you have to have communication with your spouse to make sure that those funds are doing what they're supposed to do in your marriage and to make sure that not only are needs being met but you know different things that come up you can be able to take care of whether it's an emergency or whether it's um, something for the family to do to 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 get together and to be able to fellowship together and enjoy one another together in this life that God has blessed us with right. so you know finances is a very big very big topic and you know there are different ways to help manage it there's different ways different tools to help um to to take care of your financial situation or to bring more financial literacy but the most important thing is communication and i think this is the area where if we're not careful in our communication or if we're not communicating enough then there can come division in our families and um, we see so many people separating and divorcing and then money becomes an issue is this the irreconcilable differences area (laughs) irreconcilable differences or you know even hear about people in the, the news or you know um well name or celebrities who are divorcing and a lot of them, especially if they are making lots of money, this becomes a very big issue, especially when they start getting their lawyers together and trying to figure out, you know, how is the money going to split between the, the couple mm-hmm. when it comes to them. And that's a big issue and also the children issue when it comes to them. But finances is something where you really have to think about and really work together. And I know sometimes, even the, no, no matter how long you've been married, you know, you can still have these issues if you haven't really planned them out and really discussed them. And even Jill and I um, are trying to get on board with with doing this. And it's something where, you know, you have to sometimes have to forgive, um, ask for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you for, you know, the sin of 
complacency when it comes to the finances or the sin of pride or the sin of arrogance when it comes to how you're handling if you're the main person paying for bills if you're not doing things properly and finances are are not working well mm-hmm. but it comes a time where you have to make the decision of you know and are, are we really unified in our finances and if not how can we make these corrections so that we can get better and so God can bless our marriage and bless our finances we pray for God to bless our finances mm-hmm. um, not just so we can be ballers and shot collars and, and be <laughs> throw, throw cash around frivolously but we ask that God will bless our finances so that we can be a blessing and take care of the needs of our family and be able to help other people because um, we know people have helped us through the years that have been blessing to us and we want to be able to reciprocate that we want to do the same for others so that's something which we have to be very um, diligent in and being very discerning in when it comes to our, our finances mm-hmm. and to have wisdom in what to do yeah yeah that's 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 really something to consider because I know with us not being lovers of money, it it also then means the decisions as far as source of income and things like that, you really have to have discernment in because it's easier to say, let me go for the job or the source of income that will give me quick uh, and a large lump sum of, of money, but you know, in using wisdom that may not always be the best decision to make um and each family is different each circumstances is different each uh even moment in time like something might be right for us you know at one point in our lives but then it may no longer serve us whether it's a particular job a particular position in a job or um just you know maybe the way you're investing your money or whatever may not be the best and you know the bible talks about us staying on alert and 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 it's usually referring to the spiritual things um but also our finances it it is tied in with um the spirit because for one we we are to live out the way we um either use or spend um, or receive our income based on the word of God and also in using it for the furtherance of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that means that we have to submit all things onto him um, in prayer and um, in, in thought, in really understanding and knowing scripture because it's easy to just be like well i'm never gonna have a credit card you know well sometimes that just isn't always uh feasible depending on your situation and knowing what the word of god says as far as you know being in debt to others and um you know you want to be the lenders and not the borrowers um but i think knowing that with the heart of God, we should always seek to repay anything that we borrow, obviously. Um, but we could also live in a, a, a world and a society which 
kind of goes against that that says oh no ignore the debt collectors oh no they were wrong in in their predatory lending or whatever but we also have to look at we have a responsibility we have choices um that we have to make and even with when others do wrong we still have to look at well what what would jesus call us to do right um i think you could still address the sins or um criminal activity if that's what they want to call it of predatory lenders or anything like that you can still address those but still we have to address what's my responsibility right because you know when we teach our kids we try to tell them that you have a responsibility regardless of what others are doing to make the right decisions to do the right things in spite of because we don't want to be like well because someone did this i'm now going to do that because it sounds like you're giving control of who you are and your um your ability to make decisions to someone else if you say i'm only going to respond this way um because of what someone else does so we we need to look more so on how can we do things um the way the word of god tells us and with our finances the bible talks about preparing um are we preparing are we preparing by having these communications with each other you know like in the situation of if there's a breadwinner um or um you know somebody's making the money or someone's the bill payer of the house it doesn't mean that the other spouse should be in the darkness about well what's going on with our finances both individuals need to be aware so that they can both make uh the best decisions financially no one should be operating in the dark um, right in that situation in a marriage most definitely and continuing kind of along those lines is another area we need to have the sermon is is something which the culture has been talking about a lot and that's mental health and the bible talks a lot about the mind and about um the way we are psychologically absorbing things and how we're dealing with things and three verses quick verses which really looks at three different areas in which the bible talks about in isaiah 43:1 it says don't fear for i have redeemed you i have called you by name you are mine so we have a lot of fear that comes about janelle mentioned earlier about when the pandemic hit and there was a lot of fear that came across not only people in our country but the world because um, it was a worldwide pandemic and because of that people were were scared they didn't know what to do they didn't know what was happening mm-hmm. um, i think there was a lot of lack of information that also fueled that fear most definitely which i think is a normal response that we have to you know something of that magnitude is that hey if i don't have enough information I'm fearful of well how no, no. can how can this be transmitted onto me nobody wants to be in um that situation that leads either to really bad illness hospitalization and even death so yeah and other things have happened throughout in our country and the world throughout throughout the centuries you know we had 9/11 that happened so there was a big fear that came with that we've had different wars and other 
talks of wars that's happened um, in our in, in the world and you know things as bombings and school shootings so there's different things which happen which brings about fear but the word of God says to, to not fear um, for those who are in him he's redeemed us and we're his so no matter what happens in this world we 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 have a relationship that that conquers fear and let's know that um you know um you know um if we're separated from the body we'll be present with him um also in in psalm 42 11 it says why my soul are you downcast why so disturbed within me put your hope in god for i will yet praise him my savior and my god and it's the authors talk to himself you know we need to put our hope in God why are you downcast why are you sullen why are you um, going through these things you know when you're going through struggles we have to always make sure that our hope is in God you know our hope is in the one who has saved us and who has rescued us from sin and if that's the case we need to anchor more in him we need to dig deeper in him um, abiding in him abiding we've been in him, talking yes. about in Sunday school most definitely abiding in him and you know he will take care of us um, through those things and get us through those storms and the last verse is um, in Philippians 4 which I'll have Janelle read okay. Um, okay. verses 6 and 7 which is a verse that is very well known and something which you know has been a help for us Right. Um, actually, this whole book of Philippians has been a help. Um, but yes, these verses in Philippians 4, uh, 6 and six 7. And seven mm-hmm. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all um well, this one says comprehension will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Most definitely. Um, the anxiety is, 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 as um, some people say, is a sin, you know, and sometimes I don't think of that as a sin, but it's like when you're putting your um, thoughts upon what's going on in your world, in your life, rather than on God, then you're, you're, you're not trusting in him. And, you know, Sometimes we forget that God is holy and that he is sovereign and that sin is so easy to, 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 to connect into and to tap into because our minds are focused on other things outside of God on a day-to-day basis. So sometimes our flesh will, will gravitate towards that and it'll allow and then fear or sadness or anxiety all these things can creep up on us and overtake us and make us you know just wallow in our wallow and 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 dig into this these dark areas and of course it's a part of the mental health of our country and we've the mental health of our country is, is is being very devastated now we're just there's so many isms and schisms and these yeah people thinking they're they're what God didn't create them to be. You know, men thinking they're women, women thinking they're men, you know, and people just going crazy. And we see in people who go to limps where they're eating out of trash cans. We have mental problems and issues, but we know these things are all from sin. But as the scripture we just finished reading, we need to put our hope in Christ. We need to you know, dig deeper in our, in our, in our, 
understanding of his word, studying of his word, and to um, continue to remind ourselves who we are and whose we are. And hopefully and prayerfully, God will, will help us through those situations. And he has. He's always been there for us because we have our spouse to help us. We have our children to help us during, some, during these times. We have our brothers and sisters in Christ who we can call or text or um, connect with who will help us, who will just encourage us and pray for us. And that's a blessing to be a part of the body of Christ because it's it's not just people um, here in our little area um, praying for us. We have people around the world praying for us. There are people who are prayer partners who are praying for people in different countries and praying for people in different communities and just praying for the body of Christ universal that we will all um, not forget our first love, that we'll all cling to the one who's redeemed us and saved our souls. So that's yeah. something that's very that's very needed and what we discern in our marriage. Yeah. Well, I think the, the thought about mental health when I kind of looked at it as, okay, something to um, discern, my thoughts kind of went to the idea of you can be living with a spouse that may be dealing with, um, I guess we're very loosely, vaguely kind of mentioning mental health because, um, yes, as we mentioned before, some things can be um, related to sin, like personal sin, but we know in general, all of it came from the fall um, in Genesis 3. Um, but then also realizing with the fall came actual, um, I guess you would say physical, physiological um, health issues that people have. Like for myself, I take medication right. for an ailment. I know some people are like, hey, you could do this, you could do that. Um, I've tried a lot of different things, but you know, there are some people who do um, certain things to help with ailments that sometimes some people are like, no, I got to be on medication for the rest of my life. Like diabetes, um, what's some of the other issues, I guess like, uh, high blood pressure, things like that. But, um, you know, it's not like they could go back living like they were, because I think the idea is, oh, now I could do this, but is it really a cure? Right. No, we, we haven't necessarily seen that, although some people change their lifestyle that then allow them to live in those normal ranges. But then now it's like, it's not a cure because it hasn't taken away whatever, because if they go back to living the way they were living, then those symptoms um, seem to come back. So I guess when we talk about mental health, I'm looking more so at, are we so in tune with our spouse that we're we're noticing changes um, in their their mental state that maybe is affecting their mood, that is affecting um, the way they do things? Um, right. We should be so in tune with each other that we're able to see these things and. I know we talked about prayer and, and, and those sort of things, but also seeking help just like you would for if your leg was aching or your stomach was aching or your head was aching, you would actually try to seek um, help 
outside of what you will normally do and um definitely um advocate for seeking medical help um although we know that doctors are just practicing medicine we still rely on them we still trust god but um we still have to rely on them you have to be an advocate for yourself because no doctors do not know everything sometimes there are special circumstances sometimes they need to run more tests sometimes it's insurance companies limiting certain tests if you don't demonstrate or or say you have a certain um symptom then they're like no you can't run that test so there's a lot of things that we should be looking for um in the care and concern for our spouse um you know i know a lot of times women take on a lot of um the the roles of child caring and rearing um within the household and some women work outside the home and do those things um just being honest about it it could be a lot some people are able to handle um maybe more stressors more responsibility than others you can't assume because the other wife is doing this and everything else um, in, in their family that your family is going to be able to handle that. Like everyone has, um, I guess the word I've been hearing is bandwidth. Like, you know, some people can handle more. Some people are able to operate on less sleep, but that in itself is not even healthy because after a while you can burn out and other things happen because God created us to rest. Um, and in our efforts in, um, trying to live up to the world and live up to what the next family or the next person is doing um we find ourselves um burnt out stressed out anxious um and in those mental states that can be um harmful for us it could be detrimental to our our marriage Mm -hmm. um and also harmful in the sense of how we relate to our family so definitely when you're experiencing or you notice your spouse experiencing things that cause them to change their mood to behave in ways that might not be normal for them um, those are times where you have those conversations um, and you seek medical help and you seek um, you know counseling we would say biblical counseling um, because that's what's going to help you um, through those times. Most definitely. You got to be receptive to it. So if you notice your spouse is talking about something they see in you, to be receptive of it. Sometimes it can be difficult to hear, but you need to be receptive of it because they're trying to, they're, they're asking you these things or they're trying to communicate to you about these things which they are concerned about. And I right. think that one thing that we should be for one another is concerned about our spouse making sure they're in the, the, the best health um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, which kind of has been talked about in the last previous things to be discerning of is sin. You know, we know our spouse and we know them so we should know about, okay, what are some of the issues that they have? What are some of the sins we could pray for them or, you know, to let them know that we're there to, um, to help them through um, or if it's something that is um, in a serious manner to to connect with our local church so that we can have some type of talking with 
pastoral elders about it. But we need to always be discerning because we know sin is prevalent, that we're not sin free, mm. that even though God has has sent his his son to die for our sins, God. we're still in this world of sin and sin can still come. Mm. And still we were not, you know, the reason why we need a savior is because we're not we can't be free of sin. We can't we can't just get rid of it because of the world that we live in. And even Christ told the disciples, you know, you know, you know, I, I wash your feet because, you know, you're walking in the world and you're, you're going to get dirty mm. and whether intentionally or unintentionally. And that's something which we need to be mindful of. And in Romans 12, 9, it says, let love be without hypocrisy, um, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Mm. So we definitely want to cling to those things that are good, that are beneficial for our families and marriages. We want to continue to to hate evil and hate sin. Mm. Um, firstly, that's within us. Right. Um, right. But also just hate it in general because when we hate it in general, then that means we can talk to our children then and our, and our spouse about the things that's going on in our world mm. that we see as sin and we can um, uh, speak out against it. We can... Um, walk away from those things right. and that we can continue to to grow in the things that are good and the things that are going to make our marriages um, stronger, better, and ultimately be a reflection of how Christ and his church um, love one another because that's the most important picture we want the world to see when looking at our marriages. Right. Well, I also wanted to add as, as we kind of think about wisdom and discernment um it just kind of makes me think about well well why are we wanting this wisdom and discernment is so that we can walk in a path of righteousness i think um you know in proverbs and um we see you know the i guess you say the comparison of walking in righteousness right. and and walking in unrighteousness and we want to walk in the path of righteousness. We want to be made holy like our Savior is holy. And in doing so, we have to be discerning of everything. You know, I think one of the biggest things for me as a mom is, you know, devices, TV, uh, tablets, phones, even for my own self, social media is like... Um, it's very easy to to let little things seep in you know it, you might be taking it in a little bit at a time but kind of like how some people would say i think it's where they say what you put a, a is it a frog in water but if you cook it slowly or maybe it's a crab okay so i don't know which creature but i think it's a frog where mm -hmm. if you cook it slowly it'll actually burn but if you turn the water up really high really quickly it'll feel it and jump out right. i think it's the same thing for us it's like we're getting in little bits of sinful type of messages through media through um tv and and even i guess radios and things like that course, and yeah. we're taking in that little bit and we don't realize like the poison that it's 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 um placing yeah. in us Tiny because poison will, yeah will... It's, it's coming in a little bit at a time but that's why we have to be discerning and really be aware and alert and some people might say okay you're just super sensitive or you're trying to be super spiritual but truly truly like 
we can't be super spiritual. There's no such thing. Yeah, you can't be super spiritual. It's either you you are spiritual or you're not trying to be spiritual. But you know, it's no. This is more if you're Christian or not. Are you are you followers of Christ or followers of Christ? So you're not. It's it's no in between um, ground. And and as we grow in Christ, our affections would change. Other people may not get it because they may not be there. you know maturity wise yet but um it's it is it, we should not let the light that is in us shine and um that means us living out holiness even when we have to say no what i did was not holy what i did was not righteous but now i i understand now i have more knowledge and now I want to change right? Um, because people are quick to say, well, you did this or you did that in your past. Right. Well, that's the old me. Right. My thinking, my affections, my desires are to please God now. And I want to live different right. regardless of the past that I have. The past that I have is a reminder of my what, sinful state, my need from. for a savior. Mm-hmm. And I am glad that I see that need because if I didn't see that need, I'd be living for myself and living any which way I think is right. So God opening my eyes to my sinful state and my need for him is is his graciousness towards me. And I am just grateful. Most definitely. We definitely should be grateful for that. And God's given us wisdom to be able to see how he has brought us through and how we can continue to grow and help others to grow around us. And for further reading, um, this is going to be a continuation from the last time we talked about this sermon. We gave further reading of Proverbs 8. Well, I, to continue with the wisdom um, discussion, Proverbs 9 continues with that, with the um, personification of wisdom and what she um, um, requests and what she um, advises. So I, I would re- further reading. I would advise to read not only Proverbs nine, um, Proverbs eight, but Proverbs nine also. And also stay tuned for more discussion on wisdom as we will continue to look at biblical wisdom as it specifically impacts our marriages. And next episode, um, we will be producing. We will be talking about um, producing and using wisdom in our families and family settings. So this will be a big one because this is when we get our our ones who have kids get our kids involved with understanding what wisdom is about and not only that but our family settings how we live where we live and the different things like that that we have to use wisdom to discern those things so thank you for checking out a love worth dying for we hope you're blessed by the content make sure to follow us on our social media platforms for additional content and please share our podcast don't forget to check out our previous seasons for even more information to help your families and marriages So for Love Worth Dying For, I am Joseph and Janelle Banks. Have a great day. God bless.